Hey guys, thank you so much for stopping by Legend Church's weekly podcast. Just a quick reminder, you can check us out at legendchurch.com, find us on Facebook and Instagram, and Sunday mornings in Madisonville. But hey, without further ado, set the cruise control, start Matt Run, or grab a drink, and let's talk about all things Jesus. This is the final um, sermon in this sermon series we've been doing, and we start Advent next, uh, next week. Um, I think this should go right today. Uh, there's a chance it's only like five minutes long, and then we're done, uh, which Todd's like, yeah, let's, that's about time, um, but maybe not. We'll see. Um, but before we get started, let, let's pray, because I need it. Um, God, thank you for just the, the, the time to get together. Um, this thing we call church is so much more than just Sunday mornings. It's so much more than just music. It's so much more than just reading scriptures and reflecting. It is those things, um, but it's so much about all of us as people here together, being together, encouraging one another, talking to one another, strengthening one another. This is what you've called us to be. Um, and Lord, thank you just so much for... Uh, just letting me be a part of this, letting all of us be able to be here today, and just be with us as we uh, just think about you for a little bit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, I got to do something weird. Uh, Jason, my backpack's right there underneath that Bengals jacket. Will you bring it down to me? That's the weird thing I'm doing. I've done way weirder, so you guys know. Um, there's something in it that I need I totally forgot about. Um, so uh, the story thus far. Thank you. Servant Jason. Um, Jason Wilcoxon, guys, this is what he does, this is what he does. That's right. Um, so the story thus far um, is that we've been in Joshua, right? And the joke has kind of been, which Stephanie thinks is hilarious because she loves Joshua, um, that we, uh, we started in the middle, we started with the worst part of Joshua, that there's all these really fun, exciting stories and we kind of skipped all that and started with the boring stuff. But it's just been this idea, and surprise, surprise, I hope it's been no shock at all, that we have used the story of Joshua, people who were unsettled, who settle in a land, people who were wandering, who find a place. We've used that as kind of an allegory for who we are and where we've been as a church. This idea that we have been, what, this is, uh, we, we were, went in a house, and then from a house we went to a community center, and from a community center we went to here where we rent, and we set up every week, and we tear down every week, and uh, we've been sort of wandering, and there's this idea that maybe on February 1st uh, we'll have a new location that'll be permanent, and that's something different for us, for Jason, for all of us, this is a, it's a different thing. Um, and man, so we've used that as a very clear allegory of settling into something and what we want to do, what we don't want to do, mistakes we don't want to make, things we want to do well if we have a space that we get to control. Um, but the story has been so far kind of, if you're following along, a story of failure uh, that, man, they've, they've conquered this land and they're, they're divvying it out. And most of the people, most of the tribes, that they divvied out to either never settle that land or never go to where they're supposed to go or just don't do things right. And so we're here at the end of the book, uh, and all this has happened, and you get to this point where, like, okay, everyone's where they're at, right? 
Uh, they've conquered this land. They've moved in. We have the Canaan story, the, uh, the walls of Jericho stories and all these things. And they're in this land, uh, the Israelites. And, uh, and, it's, and Joshua's old and he's about to die. Um, there's this really fun story where they're all, they've all gone. They've all done their thing. Finally, they're not together anymore. They're all separate in their own little places and there's this one tribe who builds an altar, right? And like in their past, they're like, oh, this is bad because altars are usually like these things that worship false gods and usually had this child sacrifice. That's my child sacrifice thing. I'm guessing that's a, I don't know, a slit of throat or something. Um, is that what you do? I don't know. I don't know. I've never done it. Um, the, uh, but, you, but they wouldn't sacrifice children. So this one tribe builds this altar and they all freak out. And they freak out, and they go, like, oh, and the Civil War already, right? Before the book's even done. We got, you know, they're going down with their pitchforks, and they're like, we're going to, like, man, this is not cool. You can't do that. And they get to this tribe, and they're like, we heard you built an altar. And they were like, whoa, chill. We built an altar to Yahweh, you know, God. We built an altar, but it's cool. We just wanted to remember him that way. And they're like, oh, okay, false alarm. So they all go back. So you get this idea that at the end, tensions are high. They still don't know. No one's settled Remember, there's this idea that what they were supposed to be as a people, they're supposed to be the representations of this living God, this God of love, this God of inclusion, this God that meant something bigger. And they, man, you get by the end of Joshua, they, they don't know. They don't know. They're, just, they're, they're done. They, just, they don't do it. And so that happens. And then uh, basically Joshua gives this sort of one thing. He's like, we're here. We've done it. We've landed this land, and I read this this week, and I, I just love, there's a lot of these verses, and I love them, but I'm going to read it. It just, this is how it ends. It goes, uh, and Joshua re- recorded these things in the book of the law of God, and then he took a large stone, and he set it up there under the oak near the holy place of the Lord. And he says, see, he said to all the people, this stone will be a witness for us and against us. It has heard all the words the Lord has said to us, and it will be a witness against you and for us if we are true or untrue to God. Then Joshua dismissed the people, each their own inheritance. But this idea of getting this stone, right? Uh, so biblically, we would call these, this is a word we put on it, like memorial stones. And this happens a lot in scripture, where something happens and they take a stone and they put it somewhere to remember it. Every time we pass the stone, we're going to remember. Every time we see this stone, it's always when something pretty big or uh, monumentous happens. Um, I have my own stones. I like to collect stones. We're kind of a stony family, if you can be that. Um, this one, uh, this one is when my oldest son, Graydon, was baptized. Uh, we have a lot of heart stones in our house. Uh, usually, anytime we go on canoeing, whenever we go hiking, the boys, uh, Kristen really likes stones uh, and that have a natural heart shape. This is a heart shape-ish. Sometimes you're like, well, maybe. Um, but whenever we go, we try to look for one. And that day at the creek behind Stephanie's house, when Graydon was baptized, I grabbed a stone. And I wrote a little G behind it. Um, this one is the day that Archer and Foster, uh, my older other children, were baptized. Um, I grabbed this stone just to, out of the Little Miami River. Um, this one's my favorite stone I have. Um, not that these ones aren't cool too, guys. This one's a little cooler. Um, I was in Israel, um, and my favorite, favorite, favorite story is that whole, basically Joshua to Second Chronicles story, but there's a story of this guy, the shepherd uh, David, who 
uh, fights a, a, a giant, and he takes a smooth stone. And here we were in this Jezreel Valley. This is the valley where this story was supposed to take place. And I had to grab a smooth stone, which I heard you're not allowed to grab them and bring them back, but I did. I am a rebel, guys. That's what I do. Um, and I wrote on it, the Lord is my shepherd. But this is, uh, this is my favorite stone that I have. And every time I look at it, I remember um, things about God. Every time I look at this, I remember um, my children in that day. Uh, but I like to collect stones. And stones, I love that the Bible uses stones here. Um, stones... Uh, and they're probably much bigger than this. They're probably these pillars, these bigger stones that they're putting together. Um, but stones are unmoved. Uh, I don't know if you hike a lot. But um, Chris and I have gone to, uh, in Hawking Hills, there's Old Man's Cave, and there's a long trail that goes to it. We've gone to it a couple times. And even going to it twice, you start to see rocks that you remember. Like, oh, I remember that rock. Because it's not going anywhere. These, bro- these big rocks aren't going anywhere. Uh, they're stable. They're there. Water moves around them. Uh, if you're a canoer or a kayaker and you make that tower of rocks and the people online get really mad at you for doing it. Um, but if they do, they get mad because putting rocks in a different spot can make the water move, which I don't believe, but they do. Um, but stones, right? And we put them there and there's a lot you can do with it, but really there's only one reason they have the stone there. And it's to remember the good things that God has done. That God has done good things. The God we believe in has done good things, and we can't forget it. We have to remember the good things God has done. Um, I'm thinking as we are just going through uh, this whole series of kind of who we are as a church, where we're going as a church, um, but not to forget the good things God has done. Um, I wish I had a stone for each one. But I just started thinking back of times I've been pretty amazed. Uh, there was a time when we had first started, um, the Willisons' house was broken into, and a bunch of stuff was stolen, um, like a TV and stuff, right? Back when people were stealing TVs. I don't think that's a thing anymore. Like, I, but at one time, like a DVD player was like, whoa, it's like $100. That's not true. Uh, but your stuff was stolen, and, you're like, and someone from our church, and this, we were small, tiny, 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 tiny church, um, just bought stuff for them to replace it, and money. Just, and I remember that was the first time where I was like, this is like an ax when people went, didn't go without because other people gave who had, and it's it, mind-blowing to me. That, I remember that day being, because it wasn't me, I didn't give them anything. <laughs> it wasn't, but someone else, I was like, that's awesome. Um, and stories like that are a dime a dozen here, which are kind of cool. Um, there was a time that... Uh, our, we, had a, we had a trailer with all of our stuff in it, like all the things, and we had to pack it up. All, and that whole trailer got stolen. Um, I guess there's a lot of theft involved in our community, too. Um, but uh, oh, the, the whole trailer got stolen. Jason, there's a whole long story, but Jason was like, did you do it? I was like, I didn't do it. And it's gone. It, we parked it in Crossroads. They let us park it in their parking lot. And then we thought that they were so threatened by us that they were like, let's get their stuff out of here, which is probably what happened, thinking back. But no, it was stolen out of their parking lot, and like, it was gone. So we had to, that was Sunday morning, so we came, like, we came with nothing, uh, nothing. But between the hour that we had nothing and the hour that our service started, people had brought projectors and screens and speakers and, inst- and like, things that were gone, 
And I remember that day, I think we even used it as the sermon, look, the church is not about things, uh, or something like that. Um, but, uh, man, we, it was, I just saw people put in, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is beautiful. Uh, and then we ended up, like, getting our trailer back after the insurance check cleared. It was awesome. Good things. Um, uh, we, they found it, like, a mile north of Columbus. They said it was drugs. Um, <laughs> uh, there's... Um, the first time, this is a, the first time uh, Stephanie and her family came to our church. Um, we, we still can be a very hard, people know each other for a long time, and it's a hard time to get, sometimes it's hard to get into the community because people know each other so well. And she came at a time where everyone knew everything. And just her and her family trailblazed in, like, we're going to be a part of this. And I remember, I didn't know much about Stephanie, but I remember the first time I heard her sing I remember thinking, she's too good to sing at our church. She's really good. Uh, which reminds me of, like, last week I saw Anne. I don't know if you're here. But you saw Anne up here with a thing. Was that a viola? Viola? I was going to say fiddle, but Jason told me that's not a thing, so I didn't know the other words to replace fiddle with. Um, but the, uh, the viola. And I saw her, and I see different people who play instruments. And for a church our size, we have a freakishly large amount of talented, talented musicians. Uh, Monty, I don't know if you saw, I'm sure you know the story, but Jason and I went around the corner of a bar that we went to every Sunday, like 12, 15 years ago, and we prayed for the guy who was leading the open mic, which was Monty, and we said, hey, we want him to come to our church and lead worship, and he, and he did, and we didn't do it, God did that. Uh, you would think that we would pray a lot since then, but we didn't. That was like the one time. We were like, everyone gets one, guys. That's it. And that was the one. We really did. We stopped after that. We're like, yeah, that's it. We're good. Um, uh, I wish that wasn't true. Uh, the, uh, but, but I think of that every time, every time I'm sitting here and watching people lead us in songs, uh, I, re- I think about the good things God has done. Um, we did this one thing when we first started. It, there was a thing called Oakley After Hours. It's, I think it still exists, but it's something different now. But basically, back then, it was like us with hot dogs and cotton candy doing a free event for the community, and it was kind of ragtag. Um, and I had come from a mega church where they were really about marketing. And in the very beginning, I was like, we will never market because we're about loving people, not about who comes. And then there were people like my wife who were like, hey, I don't want to talk to anyone, and they keep asking us why we're doing this. Can we have a sign that I can point them to? And I was like, no. And so we did this event for years for free to love the community, and no one except for one person, no one ever came to our church because of this thing except for Christina and Scott and the Haggard. Christina came. She was just like the one person. And I remember the day she came, and she's like, well, I saw you guys at that thing. And I was like, Someone came, and Christina and her family have been a good, good blessing. It took Scott, I didn't think you that long. I remember you would come and be like, hey, I don't want to be here. Uh, but, but now you're here all the time, and it's awesome, and I love it. Every, every time I see you, every time I'm reminded of a good gift of the goodness of what God has done uh, here. Um, uh, my friend, our friend who died a couple years ago, Mary Beth, uh, it's a year and a half ago, I guess. Um, I had her prayer journals, and I read them all. Um, and there was, there was three times she mentioned 
Uh, a long time ago, we were small enough where everyone used to go out to dinner together or to lunch together after church. And she would write, uh, hey, God, tomorrow they're all going to go out to lunch, and I don't have any money. So if you would like me to be there, uh, let me know. And then she'd have an entry the next day. And there was three times. She's like, one, she goes, God, thank you so much for the Wilcoxons, Jason and his family. They paid for my lunch today. Uh, thank you so much for Nate Carter. He paid for my lunch today. Thank you so much for the Doyles. They got me to sit by them, because she was always afraid that she was by herself, that she wouldn't have anyone to sit with. They got me to sit with them and paid for my lunch today. Every time I read those, the hairs on the back of my neck would stand up, because I'd be like, oh, God, you did so many good things, and I, I, I wasn't even a part of it. Uh, I didn't buy her lunch. Um, I'm sure I did sometime. But, uh, uh, and we've had dinners, and there are gatherings, and there are people who are getting together. Every now and then I hear about stories of people who have gotten together, who have done things, or talked, or given away, or just anything. And I'm like, oh, you've done good things here. Um, upstairs on the third floor, I call it the room of requirement, because whatever you want is usually up there. Um, uh, there's all these pieces of art that over the years we've done. There's wood carvings. There's that big, I don't know during, if you remember during the pandemic, we did the like put together thing, and we made this big tomb. It's cool, super heavy. Um, there's all, there was one year that we did pieces of art each week as we built up to Lent. And I'll go up there all the time, and I'll see a painting. And every time I see it, I'm just reminded, oh, God, this is awesome that people did this. Um, during the pandemic, when Jason thought for sure that we would no longer exist, um, I just got to see us do these weird online. I was like, online? I'm not an online guy. <laughs> I'm an in-person guy. That's my thing. Um, not that that matters. But, the, uh, but man, through the pandemic, good things happened. And so the people of Israel and Joshua in this story and several other times when something good happened, when God came and they're like, this is God who's done this. And most of the time we see this in hindsight, right? Uh, they put a stone and they said, this stone, this stone is going to remind us of the good things that God has done. Because it is important for us to remember the good things God has done. And we can take it in two directions. We can take it personally to look back in our lives and say, these are the good things that God has done. And I didn't see it at the time, but I'm looking back, and this is where something showed up that shouldn't have been there, where the good things God has done has showed up. And it's, and it's good because it gives us a good feeling, but it's more important than just that. We don't just put these memorial stones, whether they're Facebook pictures or an actual stone or just a stone in our mind palace, uh, whatever it is, when we remember something good God's done, it's not just for the good feeling of, yeah, that was cool. Uh, it does so much more because remembering something gives us hope for the future. Oh, God showed up once, man, he, he can show up again. Uh, God showed up and did something. I have hope that it can happen again and again and again. And it's important to remember. It's important to have something that says something happened that day that shouldn't have happened or did happen. And now I look back, and whether it's um, my family or whatever else, some money, these things, it just whatever it is, I don't know. When you say, oh, God was taking care of us that day, um, for me, it helps me get through my, uh, my miserable times during the week sometimes, the times where I'm depressed, the times where I'm not feeling great, the times where I'm stressed, the times where I'm nervous, 
uh, the times where just the world's not going my way, um, I can look at these stones and look at these things and go, oh, man, God's been very good to me, very good, and he will keep doing that. Um, there's a, a verse uh, later on, a, little, a long time later, and this guy Peter is going to write down, and he's talking to the church, and he just says, uh, it's a long verse, but he, he starts off, he says, you also are all like living stones. All of you are living stones. And so uh, we can use it as something very personal. Man, I'm going to remember the times that God has been good to me. But we can also use it as our church. Uh, Jason and I have told, uh, and I have told very, uh, a lot of stories about, um, and not exaggerated, but silly, about how we went to all these church planning assessments and they told us all, like, hey, you, you, you can't do it. They looked at Jason and I said, you can't do it. And what they meant was, we don't have the business savvy, the organizational savvy, and they were probably right. We can't do that. But this is what they did not get right, is that they did not account for all of you. They did not account for the living stones that become a part of who we are. And every week, every week, and this is, there have been weeks where I have not wanted to come to church and weeks I've wanted to and weeks a thousand things have happened, but every single week I've ever come, every time someone walks to the door, whether they've been here a thousand times or they're brand new, I'm amazed because this is what Peter meant with living stones, that all of us, all of us are a representation in and of ourselves of the goodness that God has done that God does good things. And every time we look at each other, every time we look at our church, uh, and this is, man, the whole Jesus movement was about us looking at ourselves now as now we are the good things that God has done. And when people come into our community, when we go out into work or jobs or wherever else, man, we are the representation of God's goodness going out, uh, that we are the memorial stone. And so, uh, man, there's a lot of things as you go through Joshua. There is violence, there is victory, there is uh, people making a mess, people doing right. There's uh, courages of, uh, stories of faith and courage and stories of failure. Um, and we kind of like to tend to point to where things didn't go great. And because when we get to the end, it's really muddled because you're getting ready to go into this book called Judges. And in Judges, man, they have just messed. They, it didn't take them long to mess the whole entire thing up. And they are drowning to their enemies all the time. Um, but we can look through this story. Uh, man, if we want to drop the allegory on our world and on our church, is man, there's, our, our lives are filled with all the same kind of stuff, the ups and downs, the twists and turns, the loves and hates. Um, but in the end, I love that it ends with this is a memory of where God has been good to us. And that's our job. That's our job as people, and that's our job as Christians, is to always be pointing to and remembering the good, the good things that God has done. Um, and when I look around our church, I only see the good things that God has done. And as we go into this new building, I guess, uh, it's only a good thing that God has done. This whole thing happened not because we were looking for something. Someone brought it to us. Um, not because we wanted to do anything, but they wanted us to do something. Um, and it's going to be another rock um, of, of something God, God has done that's really good. Uh, so um, I want to end with just this prayer that I kind of found. Um, it's a little lengthy but I really like the words, and it really just has a lot to do with who we are and where we're going. Um, and we end this story with these stones. 
the stones of remembrance, this living stones. Uh, we're getting ready to go into Advent. Um, Jason has made me fall in love with the season of Advent, uh, not being from a uh, liturgical background. I didn't understand it for a long time, um, but I love the idea that it, is, it is, gives us four weeks to prepare our hearts, our minds for something beautiful, for the goodness of God to come in. Uh, and as we look at the memorial stones in real life, the ones in our hearts, the ones in our heads, um, it only strengthens my faith, strengthens the, what I believe about this person, Jesus, um, Anyways, and I just want to, I want to pray this, so you can close your eyes or not, it doesn't really matter, but I'm going to say it to God. Um, but God of grace and light, found within and out with the structures of humanity, you cannot be contained, but on occasion you choose to dwell in hearts and in homes. Glance lightly upon the hearts and homes dear to us, the people and places we, are, we seek blessing Build up our homes where they are happy and may find peace. The sad may find comfort. The hungry may find food. The weary may find rest. Build up the places where we all work, where the honest may find reward. The dedicated may find delight. The imaginative may find new horizons. Build up our community where the isolated may find friendship. The marginalized may find welcome. The unloved may find acceptance. Build up our nation, loving Lord, and bless those entrusted with the care of our society's fabric. May they use their skills, their calling, their hard craft to fashion communities of grace and understanding where generosity of heart and mind and soul may be not only the gilding of our daily life, but its very core. Build up the church, redeeming Lord, so that all your children may find their place, unique and special, chosen and essential to the living edifice of grace, whereby your grace each one might know their value in your economy and their significance in your eyes. Help us all this day to be living stones and not dead weights, dreaming dreams and living gloriously the joy and kindliness of a faith that edifies everything that life should be. In the name of our Savior, our cornerstone, we pray. Amen. <laughs>